arising with supply and demand issues, people that are now qualified that cannot find vaccination centers, cannot find appointments. More than 400,000 Americans have now died of the coronavirus. S&P futures are up 19, Dow futures ahead 96. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. These days, it's okay to do some things halfway, like wearing your pajama bottoms on a work call, but managing your prescriptions shouldn't be one of them. That's why CVS has a proprietary search tool to find ways that may help lower your prescription costs and will deliver them for free. No wonder CVS customers are better than most at staying on prescriptions, which tends to make you healthier. Come in or call today and get a free prescription savings review at CVS. Savings vary. Not all patients eligible for savings. Delivery restrictions apply. Visit CVS.com for details. Panera's new flatbread pizzas are here. But to our new chef, Klaus, they're not just pizzas, they're masterpieces. Because it's not just cheese, it's hot and melty mozzarella and fontina cheese. It's not just sauce, it's market tomato red bell pepper sauce. And it's not just toppings, it's fresh mozzarella, basil, and grape tomatoes. Mmm. Taste our delicious new flatbread pizzas today. Order online for pickup or delivery. Panera. Restrictions apply. A playground ride wins big. A collection of teeter-totters that briefly allowed children on both sides of the U.S.-Mexico border wall play together has won first prize in a competition for London's Design Museum. The three seesaws were installed through the slats of the wall, one seat in Sunland Park, New Mexico, the other across the border in Mexico. The artwork was put up last July and stayed up for about an hour. The teeter-totters beat out more than 70 other entries to win. Peter King, CBS News. Imagine checking out at the supermarket without scanning a thing. Kroger is testing new smart shopping technology in Cincinnati that lets you load up your cart and simply swipe your credit or debit card and head for the parking lot. Artificial intelligence recognizes your purchases. Carts have built-in scales to measure whatever is sold by weight. Built-in screen gives shopping recommendations and promotional offers. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Do you check your Google search results regularly? You should. People often get their first impression of you or your business online. Negative comments on the Internet can impact your life and your livelihood. Take control of your online reputation. Get your free reputation report card at reputationdefender.com. It may reveal negative posts from an ex-employee, upset patient or client, news article, legal issue, or even exposed personal information right there in your Google search results. Uncover what's lurking on the Internet about you with reputationdefender.com's patented scan and get your free reputation report card. Or for immediate assistance with your reputation, call 800-401-6681. Our cutting-edge technology helps make your Google search results look their best. Call 800-401-6681. That's 800-401-6681. 800-401-6681. Or take the free scan at reputationdefender.com. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-362-2000, 362-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. 
I'm a private real estate investor who can solve your real estate problems fast for cash. Do you want to sell and just be done with it? Okay, great. I buy vacant properties, boarded up houses, pre-foreclosures, and inherited properties. I also buy apartment buildings, rental portfolios, divorce homes. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. I look forward to solving your real estate problems today. Give me a call for an all-cash offer at 614-362-2000. 614-362-2000. Mary's Dog House has been serving up delicious hot dogs, milkshakes, and more since 1972. Everything is made from scratch using the finest ingredients, and the friendly staff loves getting to know the customers. Come enjoy their 99-cent dessert special every weekend, and don't forget about Weenie Wednesday. Go to Larry'sDogHouse.com for their full menu, follow them on Facebook, or better yet, stop in for some great food. Larry's Doghouse, 410 West Union Street, Athens. Today, political power changes hands. The anticipation is building here at the United States Capitol. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are slated to be sworn in on the west front of the U.S. Capitol in a scaled-down ceremony without crowds. First and foremost, my objective is to keep America safe and still allow people to celebrate. The inauguration of Joseph R. Biden Jr. CBS News Radio's live coverage begins today at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. These days, we're all doing a lot more virtually, which is why at Ohio Health, we've expanded our virtual care options and availability to make it even easier to get safe expert care at home. That includes virtual visits with over a thousand trusted providers in every medical specialty. Learn more about our virtual health options at ohiohealth.com slash virtual health. The Pharmacy Natural Food Store on 28 West Simpson Avenue has been in existence for over 50 years, providing the local community with the finest high-quality foods and supplements for the best CBD products. The pharmacy supports local businesses and the community at large with a friendly and knowledgeable staff ready to assist you at all times. During these trying times, we are flexible in order to serve your selection needs, including takeout, smoothie, and sandwich options, and no delivery fees for local deliveries. For more information, call the pharmacy at 740-593-707 or visit the pharmacy on Facebook. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Ah, uh, there we go. I was talking and couldn't hear myself, didn't have the mic on. So much to talk about today, and uh, I'm trying to get it all organized. And Probably the best thing to do is take an extra moment and run Art Turf, get him out of the way. Then we can get down to business. Oysters! Oysters! Raw! 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 
And we're visiting here at midweek with Coach Art Turf. And Coach, on this uh, program each week, we generally go back and talk about a little NF Tech football history. First, I wanted to get a report on, on your injury. You were heading up the injury list this week. Well, that's right. You know, I got me a broke ankle for uh, that kicking the equipment bag. You know, I, I don't get mad a whole lot. You know, you got to keep your, keep your patience and keep your calm and set a good example for your boy. But uh, every once in a while, it's all right for you, for you to lose your temper. And I've done that. I kicked the equipment bag. Now I got me a broke ankle. But I'm doing just fine sitting here in the whirlpool. I guess uh, this is probably the first time I've ever done a program while I was naked. Well, Coach, I'd say it's a good thing that our program is on radio only. That's right. You know, I do want to take this opportunity to thank all the fans for sending in them cards and letters. All of them get well cards. They, they really cheer. Whoops, I dropped one. That's all right. Uh, uh, we'll dry it out later. Coach, you might want to dry it out by hanging it on one of the clotheslines here in the training room. That's right. You know, that reminds me of some of the tradition that we was going to talk about on the program today, some of that steep tradition and lower what NF Tech's been given to the game of football because uh, all them clotheslines remind me of the time back in 1951, I believe it was, we was playing Washington Tech over in uh, Washington. And, you know, they had a, a program that was struggling financially. They couldn't uh, make a whole lot of money. So what they'd done is they took in laundry all over town, and they was washing it, and they was drying it, and that was before they had them automatic dryers, what we got now. So they hung them on clotheslines all over the football field. They had them on the sidelines. They had them in the end zones. They had them everywhere. And certainly an unusual setting for a football game. Not only that, it was something we ain't never seen before that, and uh, and uh, and the fans had trouble seeing the action on the field when they was hanging all them sheets and towels and stuff up there, and, and it was hard enough for the ball players to see, because I remember one time we scored, we actually scored a touchdown. We throwed a long pass to uh, Billy Newsom. Uh, uh, Billy, but Billy, after he caught the pass and in the end zone scored that touchdown, he went into one of them clotheslines and <laughs> boy, that zapped him right fast after that. And uh, ever since then, uh, the ball players referred to him as no neck. And, uh, and the picture was in the newspapers the next day. And ever since then, any time somebody gets tackled and gets zapped right there in his tracks uh, along the neck like that, they call that a clothesline tackle. And I'll be back with more from Coach Turf right after this message. Well, Coach, we don't have much time left on the program, and I see your trainer, Scrape Simpson, coming in, so your treatment time must be about over. That's right. He's, he's coming in and wrap my ankle, sir, so it's time to get out of the whirlpool. And I want all you folks listening, turn, don't look at your radios. Y'all turn around here while I get out of the whirlpool. Now, Coach, be careful and don't... Coach... Uh, you okay? Well, I'm, I'm still I'm still on the injury list now. I think I got two broke ankles. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Your turn. Weeps. Now try it one more time. (laughs) (laughs) That was a funny one. That's the first interview he's done, just sitting there buck naked. (laughs) A clothesline tackle happened at NF Tech for the very first time. Good morning, folks. Welcome. (laughs) Party line on the air. It's a uh, Wednesday edition. And a rather important day, Inauguration Day. And uh, we will be covering it 
in long, long programming format. What do I mean by that? At 11 o'clock? Or is it 11.06 or what? Yeah, shortly after 11, I do believe. I think we're going straight to that instead of uh, CBS News. Well, then it's at 11. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get that all straightened out, but we will be joining that for a two-hour um, program. Uh, you know, our CBS affiliation allows us to have that kind of quality and uh, coverage. And, um, you know, there's very few CBS stations. Um, CBS is very picky about what stations, uh, NBC even more so, but uh, NBC Radio, we were one of them. There were three NBC radio affiliates in the entire state of Ohio. We were one of them. But then NBC Radio sort of split off from their television uh, division and uh, frankly, I thought I saw a bit of a dropping quality. So uh, years ago, uh, when that all happened, I turned to a couple of my friends at CBS and I said, listen, you guys are real picky too, but would you let little Athens, Ohio be a part of... <laughs> and they said, for you, Dave, yes. So we switched from NBC to CBS. And CBS, their radio division and television work hand in hand. So anyway, not that it really matters. All, all the uh, news services are excellent. It's just some are a little bit better than others. Um... January 20th it is, 345 days now left in this year. Um, see, historical events, I think we'll skip that. We could do a couple birthdays, I, I guess. Former astronaut Buzz Aldrin is 91 today. That hardly seems possible. Wasn't all that long ago. And yet he's 91 today. Yeah. Uh, Carol, that Carol, long ago he walked on the moon. Yeah. Carol Heiss, uh, figure skater, 81. Singer Eric Stewart, 76. Movie director David Lynch, 75. On any given day, there's just lists, uh, you know, lengthy lists of celebrities and um, important people. Let me see if any others uh, jump out at me. Um, do you remember any? Um, I don't know if I looked at it actor, today. The, actor Lorenzo Lamas, 63. Um, I knew a lot of yesterday's. You just didn't see today's list, so right. Um, see, former United Nations ambassador Nikki Haley is forty-nine. 
Youngest person listed today is a actor, Evan Peters, who's 34, so not all that young. No. Um, Weather-wise, yes, go ahead. We have a local birthday that I do remember seeing that on the list of Wilbur Conkey celebrating birthday today. He's a resident here of uh, the Athens area. That name's familiar to me, but over the years my mind gets fuzzy and rusty, so... Um, did you know him? I do not. Okay. Okay. It was just on the birthday list no, I, I receive every now and then. So, happy birthday, Mr. Conkey. Folks, you may remember about a week or so ago, we had a, um, uh, we sent our well wishes to Barbara Lay. Yes. Uh, she passed. Oh, um, I did not know I, that. I think the day before yesterday. Hmm. Um, she was a member of our family. By family, I mean our station family. Chuck, or Charlie as I knew him, but today he goes by Chuck. Um, called me yesterday, mid-morning. Gave me the, the sad story. Sad, sad news, rather. And um, so, um, well, I will miss her kind notes. I believe that we'll see. She would, uh, she would send here to the radio station. I, I have not seen an obituary listed or printed yet, but I suspect maybe today's edition will have it. Okay, she sent some very nice letters to Dad uh, when Dad was here. And continued that with me. Sent some very nice letters, very complimentary about the music that we would play on Sentimental Journey. Of course. And she always loved the Sentimental Journey theme that uh, that I play at 11.06 each morning. So, sad to hear. Yep. Weather-wise, today it's going to be partly sunny. Yeah. Sure. Got a lot of work to do. All Boy, those clouds. It it's gray out there. Sure is. But they say that's going to happen, and oh, the temperature's going to remain down there. So, like, 34 is our high. Just a light breeze. Um, tonight, low around 25. Tomorrow, mostly sunny. Today, they said partly sunny, but tomorrow, mostly sunny. They're saying the same for Friday. Now, it's going to be a little warmer tomorrow, 44. Uh, Finally, my home has held Christmas. My wife is back. um, And uh, we actually opened uh, all our stocking gifts last night and things like that. (laughs) And... um, and other things too, and so we finally had the chance to celebrate Christmas together. And um, terrific, yes. So, um, uh, but I have left my Christmas decor, particularly the outside decor, up longer than most. And uh, so now I'm going to start to uh, this weekend. Uh, undecorated, if you know what I mean. Um, we always have some interesting lights about the house every season. 
Um, it won't all disappear, Hello? but, but uh, some things will. I did something different this year. I have a collection of, I suppose they're eight or nine inch huge spherical um, ornaments, right? And I used to have a small collection of them. Now I have a large collection of them. So I started hanging them from just regular trees. And it's been fun. But now guess what? <laughs> I have to take them all down. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll get this done this weekend, certainly. Well, a new president today. And as I said, we're going to run a broadcast from CBS, anchored by the CBS uh, um, top personnel. It starts at uh, 11 o'clock this morning. We'll be done about 1. Now, tomorrow night, there is a, call it a celebration with various different featured artists. So there will be music and all that sort of thing. And I think that's an hour or two long. We have not quite decided yet whether we should air that or not. Um, but we are going to certainly air all the official stuff starting at 11 this morning and running till 1. I saw another thing. Dr. Jill Biden, who is uh, soon to be First Lady, right? Um, for the first time ever, there's going to be a special live broadcast of the inauguration but its target audience is going to be students and families. Um, it's going to start at 10 a.m. this morning. Um, and it has... Uh, Says you can tune in live at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. On and then the the site they give is a pound sign. Inauguration day. No space anywhere. Now the I and the D are capitalized. Inauguration day. They also say if you want to learn a little bit more, go to a site, bideninaugural.org slash youth. So um, I guess this is something meant more for the younger, um, probably a little more educational in nature, if you will. Sounds like a great idea. All right. Well, we'll talk a little more about all of this here in a moment. But I wanted to um, talk to you a little bit about the COVID virus, as we do often when we don't have guests. By the way, as of today, we've gotten the county commissioners resecured in our regular format. 
What, uh, what I mean by that is there were, for a number of years, we've had them once a month come in and update us on the activities of the Athens County Commissioner's Office in the county. Uh, that's going to resume. It had sort of dissipated for a while. Dissipated? Is that yeah. the, right, mm-hmm. the right word? Yeah. Okay. Kind of drifted away? Drifted um, off? Anyway, it's going to be on a um, the second Wednesday of each month. Um, and so Chris Schmiel and Lenny Eliason and and whatever, uh, they're all going to take turns, and um, we'll be doing it starting on the second Wednesday of each month. Oh, good. I've had people ask me how come. The commissioners haven't been on. <laughs> and my response is, well, have you noticed uh, we're kind of in a pandemic right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's affecting everything. Well, we, we will do this via telephone until that's over with, and yeah. then they always like to come in. Yeah. Um, in fact, all our guests really prefer coming into the studio. They get a better sense of being interviewed. Um. All right, so that's an update on that. Um, okay, COVID virus. So here's, uh, I, I brought in, I, I made a new report last night. Ooh. Which I won't be updating too often, but it's not like the daily one, but it, you'll find it interesting, and we'll get to it second. First, we have our regular report. Athens County, we're now up to 3,675 cases. That's 20 more than the day before, 21 more. Uh, there was a time we were up there in the 40s a week, each week. Uh, it's, it's dropping down now, and I hope that trend continues. Well, duh, right? Yes. Um... Of the 3,675 cases yesterday, 551 are active. Of that number, 146 are being treated in the hospital. Which also means 405 are recovering at their homes. Now, since the whole thing began and included in that total cases history... 3,675, 3,115 have recovered. Um, We've had nine deaths since this all began, and for us it was March 12th of 20. And I don't want to... I'm knocking on wood here, jinx anything, but it's been... Perhaps a month since we've had a death. Let's keep it that way. Yep. For <laughs> forever. Um, so, <clears throat> let's talk about the state of Ohio. Uh, the state, as of yesterday, 2 p.m., had had a total of... 836,055 cases. 
Now, um, how many of those are active versus recovered? Well, once again, we said 836,000 act. I'm sorry, it's 836 cases since it began. 694, almost 695,000 are recovered. And um, there's a math error here I can see, so my number isn't perfect. But... Um, okay, let's go this direction. We have 6391, 6,400 roughly, in ICU. This is statewide. We have 37,000 not in ICU, but in a hospital. And we have 87,000 recovering at home. Now, there has been so far 10,336 deaths. Yesterday, the news media made it, uh, you know, they pick a number once in a while and they say, the state has had 10,000 deaths now. They'll, they'll cover it like that, which is, it's correct. But, um, you know, each is important. But I, I understand where they're going there. Median age of those that have caught the disease is 43. That's the median, the middle. Um, females uh, slightly more than males, 53% females, 46% male. Okay. Now let's talk about vaccinations a little bit. Um, that's a little harder to track. And I use three different sources. But it is my belief that uh, this, this is pretty accurate. So as of um, 2 o'clock yesterday, 361,603 vaccinations had been administered. Now they don't say how many of each kind. You know, there's two or three that have been approved and a fourth quick coming. Um, so some of these people may require a second shot. I'm going to guess the majority will um, in three weeks from whenever they had the first. But statewide, 361,000. Now, how many people live in the state? 11.7 million. 
So in terms of percentages, um, not quite. Three percent of the people in our state have been vaccinated. But I think you're going to see those grow, those numbers grow much more rapidly over the next four or five weeks. And I have a little more about this vaccination stuff in a moment. Here in Ohio, I'm sorry, here in Athens, we've had 1,327 vaccinations, which is 1.9% of our county residents. If we want to look at the U.S., 3.7% of our population has started the vaccination process. Well, I don't think I'll do U.S. and world statistics otherwise today. Okay. But I do want to bring in this new report I worked on. Okay. Now, this I think you'll find this interesting, folks. What... So I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have seven countries in front of me. The best seven in terms of getting the population um, vaccinated, right? Okay. Who do you think? I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I'll, I'll say Australia. They're not among them. Okay. I have no idea. Of, of course not. Indonesia. India. Stay with me. Israel. Ooh. I was on track. I had the eye. 31.2% of their population has received... Um, a vaccination. Yeah. Now, how large is Israel? 8,600,000 people. You know, here in the U.S., we have 331 million people. They have 8 million people. Um, but as of yesterday, 2,697,590 people have received a vaccine in Israel, which means 31.2% of their population. Um, who do you think is second? I know that I'm really, that's, it's not a fair question, but the point is, it's only a slightly larger country than Israel, Israel with 8.6 million, the United Arab Emirates has 
million people. 20.9% of their population has received it. Number three, Bahrain. Now, folks, I think you've heard me mention, if you've listened to me for any number of years, there was a young man that went to Ohio State University. He was working on a graduate degree, and he lived in my family home while I was going to high school and stuff. Or was I in college by that time? I can't remember. Today, he's king of Bahrain. <clears throat> Abdul Wahab Zanyani is his name. Anyway, Bahrain comes in third in, in having their people. Bahrain is only 1.7 million people. And 142,630 people have been vaccinated there, putting them at 8.4% of their population. Fourth, Denmark. Denmark has five point, almost 5.8 million people. 335,000 have been inoculated or inoculated. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's okay. Yep, that'll work. Um, which is 5.8%. Okay, here's, I don't even know anything about this place. You're going to look it up as soon as I say it. Seychelles. S-E-Y-C-H-E-L-L-E-S. This is a country. They only have 98,000 people in their country. It is a country in East Africa. Folks, we have more than that attending Ohio State football game. Is actually uh, archipelago of 115 islands, <clears throat> excuse me, in the Indian Ocean, right off of East Africa. Well, sounds like a beautiful country. Numerous beaches, coral reefs, and nature reserves. They only have 98,000 people living there. 7,000 have already received the vaccination, which puts them at 7.1%. It's better than Denmark. (laughs) How did they get this? You know, if all these nations are fighting for this stuff to get it to them, to, to administer to their um population okay they Let's, are uh control the country is uh owned by uh united kingdom well okay that may explain some of it or they have good connections they've got good connections <laughs> let me let me because i've got another point here that i don't want to get too foggy with so um 
Okay. Speaking of which, the next country coming in sixth is the United Kingdom. Um, in Great Britain, or however you choose to call it, we have 67,890,000 people living. of their population has been treated, which is 4.7 million. And then the last country I tracked was, these are the top... Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, top seven is the United States. I didn't go any further past that. I could have. I thought, what's the point? Here in the United States, again, our population, 331 million people. By the way, I found this thing that calculates almost every second how many people live in the U.S. or the world. And it's constantly going back and forth, but slowly growing all the time. And so as various health departments and different organizations turn in their data, and that data is entered, those figures are changing in real time. Fascinating. Anyway, back to the U.S. 331 million people. So far, 12,280,000 have been vaccinated. That's 3.7%. Okay, so if you add up the total number of the group I just gave you, That represents 52% of the world's population. Okay, let me, let me point out. How many countries do you think there are? What do you, uh, Scott, I'm putting you on the oh, spot. Oh, I don't know. I, what was it, 200 and almost 300, maybe more? Well... There's not an exact answer. I learned. Let's take the United Nations. They recognize 195 nations. By the way, of the 195 they recognize, 193 are members. So there's two they recognize that are not members of the UN. What about the U.S., uh, I'm sorry, what about the Olympic Committee? What do you guess they recognize? Uh, I'm going to say it's more than that. 206. And then there's some other 
far less important organizations, I guess that I hope they don't mind my saying that, some upwards of 300. But I think I'll go with the United Nations number. So let's say there's 195, I'm sorry, 193 members. This list of seven countries has 52.8% of the population. There's a bunch of dinky countries out there. There are a lot of them. Well, One that we just just talked about, the Seychelles. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, I hope you found that interesting. Today is National Cheese Lovers Day. Mm-hmm. National Butter Crunch Day. Another good one. Yep. This one's not so good. No, it isn't. Terrible. National Disc Jockey Day. (laughs) So, is that like guys that ride horses and throw the frisbee? Uh, no. But one could twist it into that, I I presume. Of course, they're they're dealing with our industry. Thank yes, you. yes, indeed. I yeah. mentioned that to Liz this morning, mm-hmm. our colleague on the uh, over on FM. FM morning show. Yes, yeah, she does uh, AM here in the afternoons. Correct. Yeah, uh, but mentioned that to her this morning. She didn't know, and she's like, "Oh, I'm going to have to say something about that." She's a hoot. Yep. All right. Famous birthdays. Buzz Aldrin, 91. Joy Adamson, actress, right? Um, Often played the parts of uh, the mother or stuff like that. Had some age to her appearance. Double check me on that. Joy Adamson. She was born in 1910, died in 1980. Uh, actually, let's see. Frederiki Victoria Joy Adamson was a naturalist, artist, and author. Well, I'm dead wrong on everything. Her book, Born Free, describes her experiences raising a lion cub named Elsa. Okay. Born Free was printed in several languages and made into an Academy Award-winning movie of the same name. Federico Fellini, <laughs> 1920 to 1993, born on this date in 1920. Um, artist, right? Let me see, Fellini, Fellini. Well, maybe he should have been. <laughs> With that name, yeah. Mm. He's an Italian film director. Yeah, that's an artist. And a screenwriter. Patricia Neal, the actress, I think. Almost 100% sure on this one. 1926, birth, died in 2010. She indeed is, was, 
an American actress. She was best known for her film roles as World War II widow Helen Benson in The Day the Earth Stood Still. Famous deaths, we have one. Well, one in particular to mention. And I tell you, I was always kind of awestruck over her. Audrey Hepburn. Mm. She died on this, uh, born in 1929, but died on this date in 1993. She was stunning. Yes, indeed. Was she the one in On Golden Pond with Henry Fonda? Or was that her sister? Catherine. I believe it was she. I think it was. Well, it is uh, today. It it is uh, Donald Trump's final day as president. It's also Joe Biden's first. Um, It's concerning to many people that the Capitol is under siege. You know, it's usually a presidential inauguration in the United States is usually a celebration of democracy. Hundreds of thousands of people descend on Washington to watch a newly elected president take the oath. A departing president signals his respect for the country by celebrating the new one, even when that departing president is disappointed by the election's outcome, as was the case with Barack Obama, George Bush, Bill Clinton, George H.W. Bush, and many others. Um, New York Times, this is a guy by the name of Peter Baker. He says, I grew up in the Washington area, and inaugurations have always been a time of hope and fresh beginnings regardless of party. That's from this White House correspondent. But the article goes on, but when American democracy is under siege, an inauguration can have a very different feel. That was true in 1945, when the U.S. was fighting fascism in World War II, in Franklin Delano Roosevelt's fourth inauguration was a Spartan affair. It was true in 1861, when the country was on the verge of war with Abraham Lincoln as the target of an assassination plot. It was true again four years later when smallpox was raging and the Civil War was nearing its end. Well, it's going to be true again today. When mismanagement has left the U.S. coping with the world's worst COVID-19 toll and when law enforcement agencies are warning of potential violence by President Trump's supporters. The the day will still be a triumph of democracy in the most important way, a defeated president's attempt to overturn a fair election has failed, as has violent attack on Congress by its supporters. The election's winner, Joe Biden, will be sworn in as president around noon Eastern time, just after the new vice president, Kamala Harris. 
Nonetheless, American democracy is under siege. Washington resembles an armed encampment with visitors barred from many places, fences surrounding the National Mall, and troops lining the street. The president, outgoing president, will not attend the event, and many of his supporters believe his false claims. And he is the not same, the first president to do that. The so. same uh, Peter Baker, this reporter, is quoted as, I've never seen anything like this. Now, he's covered everything since um, every White House um, since Clinton. Um, it's surreal to see our city become such an armed camp. It reminds me of Baghdad or Kabul back when I covered those wars, but I never imagined we would see it quite this way here in Washington. So, uh, here's what's to watch today. Uh, I think some TV coverage will start at 10 a.m. We here will start at 11. Uh, most will wrap it up around 1. We will wrap it up around 1. Now, the three inaugurations that look the most similar to what we think today will be. Uh, going backwards in time, 1945. So this is just a few years before I was born. 1865 and 1861. See, the latest stuff. I'm reading here to see if it is. Okay. In his final hours in office, the President, Trump, granted 143 pardons and commutations. Um, two of them are former staffers of his, you might say. Um, there's a uh, six-minute video somewhere out there about his most memorable moments as president. There's also a lengthy list of all his tr Twitter statements, uh, particularly the outrageous ones. In the case of Biden, um, see Kamala Harris will swear in three new Democratic senators. President Biden, when he takes office, uh, will propose an immigration bill very quickly. 
that would give undocumented immigrants a pathway to citizenship and let dreamers apply for permanent residency. Yeah, in regard to those pardons you mentioned, too, uh, in comparison, President Obama granted 1,927 pardons and clemencies combined. Mm-hmm. So they all do it. Yeah, they do. I mean, we're not talking about murderers and things like that. Folks. No. Um. Anyway, so it's going to be different this year, and um, we invite you to listen here. You can have your radio or your audio stream going. Um, Bentley, as you are going about your workday duties. Um, and we know CBS will offer a quality uh, program for us. In the meantime, Scott will have his normal stuff. Let's see, this is Wednesday. Yeah, we have Kim and Ruth and Jack Pepper again. We're out of time. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WBTH Evans. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The U.S. Capitol is decked out in red, white, and blue. The Marine Band playing to welcome the country's next president, Joe Biden. He'll be inaugurated in two hours from now. Correspondent Nancy Cordes on the order of the day. He and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris will be sworn in just before noon. Harris by Associate Justice Sotomayor and Biden by Chief Justice Roberts. They're then going to head to Arlington National Cemetery to lay a wreath at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. They'll be joined by several former presidents as well. And finally, Mr. Biden will travel to the White House by military escort, followed by a virtual inaugural parade, people performing from many of the 50 states. The vice president-to-be will make history today. CBS's Allison Keyes is in Washington. Way back during the primary election, black women voters were enamored with then-Senator Kamala Harris, saying they were excited to see such a forceful, proud woman battling to become president. But Harris is now being sworn in as the first female black and South Asian woman to be the vice president, a heartbeat away from leading the nation. Harris herself has said she might be the first woman to hold the job, but she won't be the last. President